Margot Margo Kidder is the mother. Chad Lowe is a child. And when things go disturbing, though, you got to hear this. This is Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast. Welcome to Twisted, a Lord of Order SVU podcast, where I recap episodes of Lord of Order SVU starting from the first season up to like infinity or whatever. You know what I'm saying, though? All right, though. This is Brian Rose, BD Rose, you can call me. And um, welcome to my show and how was your weekend? So I want to say, y'all, thank you to y'all for listening in and stuff like that, though. So, um... I'm gonna get myself relaxed and comfortable for you. So, like I said, you know, if you are fans of Lower Order SVU and uh, you have like uh, DVDs of the early seasons, though, you could um, listen to this pod, my podcast, which is available on Anchor FM or Spotify. My show comes on every Monday, so. Trying to make some moves like here, like Cardi B and all that stuff. So, I want to see if I could uh, promote my um, podcast show and stuff like that. You know, I already designed my new t shirt and shit like that, though. And I just wanted to say that we got a lot of drama out there in the world and stuff like that. And then people be like robbing dead. But I'm not going to get you depressed, right? So, I'm going to bring that to light to y'all, right? I'm going to give you some entertainment, you know, just to relieve your stress, you know? And then I'm the man to do it, though. All right, so let's get to the episode. All right, the Law & Law & Order SVU Season 2, Episode 20, Pick. Warrior, I can say piquet. Sound sounds like French and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And it, it is aired on NBC on May 4th, 2001. And it's written by Judith McCreary. You know, she writes a bunch of law or SVU episodes. And she was like a writer from New York Undercover. I know you'll remember that, right? And it's directed by Steve Schill. You know, the British guy, something like that, though. So we dealing with um, we're dealing with this um, you say this woman had an affair with this guy and he kills her and all that stuff though, and um, we're doing like a social life mother and shit like that though. She's involved about that though. So, okay, um, the episode starts off. We're at the pier. This is a bit chilly outside, and Doctor Warren is there is um, is uh, checking the body, and um, so uh, Benson Stabler showed up. And Stabler, he be imitating Buzz's buddy, like, what's up, Doc? Okay, so um, Warner tells them that the woman has ID as uh, Veronica Tandy, and she's um, 
been um she wouldn't have him to be raped and probably got stabbed, probably yoked or something like that though. So um so okay, so they just um it, it's like Veronica Candy. I mean she like uh, she like run this company, I don't know what it is, but turns out that she probably got stabbed with some yoke or stabbed or something like hat pins or probably stabbed or something like that though. So they're gonna examine the body and all that stuff. So we cut to the morgue and Warner is there. She's telling Benson the Stabler that she found some bruises and everything like that. And check this out though. She finds a eight week old fetus in the victim. And it turns out that show that Veronica is pregnant. So, however, though, the, um, they, they, they just told that the husband shows up, though. He wants to see the body. So, and so, and then, you know, next thing he knows that the um, more try to pull a sheet up to the camera, something like that. We cut to outside the room, and um, Veronica's husband is there, and he wants to see the body. And then all of a sudden, he starts coming disappointed, and he just gets mad, banging on the glass, upset and all that shit, though. And he was telling her, you, you're supposed to be home! You're supposed to be home! God was so emotional, man. He gets so emotional like Whitney Houston. You know, I speaking about Whitney Houston, though, I mean, back in 2001, she was in the news and stuff like that, though. And um, whatever was rumors saying that she was on crack, and I remember back in 2001, she performed at the Michael Jackson special, and she looked frail, man, like a damn skeleton. So, I mean, um, back in 2001, I mean, Mad TV was making fun of her, Whitney Houston, because all that, and then she seen her, or they did an MTV Cribs parody, and then you see Whitney, the lady was playing Whitney Houston, though. She's in a crack house with Bobby Brown, and they playing music, and then they bugging out shit like that, though. So, shit. It's like something like that. And then, and you know, she and Whitney had like a wig and something like that. I mean, it was crazy, though. But anyway. Anyway, I mean, um, Cousin was like so emotional. So, um, we go, we go through the opening credits, and... We're in the uh, office and stuff like that, and um, um, Veronica's husband is talking to Benson the Stabler, and um, next thing you know, it's like um, she tells him that she works that she was running this company called Aerotech. I mean, it's like a software company, something like that. I mean, I don't even remember the name, and they've been married for a while, and then Nick, and then he tells him that she. Uh, he was, he was supposed to meet her at some restaurant at seven o'clock. He tells him that he um she was last seen um she was last seen she was leaving work and she was supposed to meet her husband at a restaurant at seven o'clock and she didn't show up. And then Benson asked her, asked him if he did if he was aware his wife was pregnant. And her husband was like, "What? Okay, so we cut to Craig's office, and um, Benson thinks." That um, you know, Veronica was have, probably having an affair. I mean, she got pregnant by some. She had about that. She probably cheated on him, her husband, with another guy, and then she got pregnant. And I don't know what it's something like that though. And the husband doesn't know where he wasn't where he was pregnant and all the stuff. So Franklin was like, though, we uh, well, we gonna see, could do a DNA so we could find paternity and all that stuff though. 
Okay, so we in this uh, office that where uh, Veronica works, and um, President Stable is talking to the secretary. So they, the detectives was asking the receptionist if the, um, did, did she fired any employees and stuff like that, though. So, um, you know, maybe employees had a grudge against her or something like that because she fired them and stuff like that, though. And um, she... Um, the receptionist tells her that um, you got talk. She had they they she tells Benson Stabler that you, they, you could talk to uh, Veronica's coworker Susan something like that though. So we go. Um, so we in the office um, from this girl named this guy named Susan, and she's like uh, Veronica's coworker. You know, Susan calls her um, Ronnie something like that. Oh, Ronnie Wood, we mean Ronnie, we mean Ronnie Wood from the Rolling Stones. So, then she uh, mentions some, Susan mentions uh, Benson the Sabler about a uh, former co-worker named Jason Mayberry. She's telling him that he probably quit his job and what, what you would call it, something like that, though. Now, he, he wanted to, she also told him that he was um planning to go to Train for the police academy, something like that, though. Mm, I don't know what it is, though. All right, so um, and so J- and so Jason, so Jason Mayberry, he was uh, he used to work with um, uh, Veronica, and they were this close, and you know, something like that, though. So they had drinks together, something like that, though. I mean, he was like a good worker, something like that, though. I mean, so meanwhile, we got Stabler. He's talking to the security guard supervisor in the. Uh, office hallway and um the security guard tells um the supervisor supervisor tells stapler that jason mayberry was is a good worker and um he tells him that he quit his job maybe weeks ago to do some training after some kind of police academy something like that though and you know something like, and franca recommended it something like that i don't know what it is though so and then next thing he knows that the um, security guard tells the, um, the other guy to take his break. So he's gonna take he's gonna take over his ship though. And um, he mentions something about an incident which Jason Mary Baby caught a co-worker doing. And he tells him that the Jason had caught the his his um colleague uh, by the name of Greg Spector that he was zooming in on woman's breasts or butts or something like that though. And he told told Ronga about it, and then Ronga had to fire um, Greg and all that stuff. So, it, it, so so anyway, um, security guard tells um, Stabler that uh, Greg Spector is working at, as a custodian at LaGuardia and stuff like that. So, Benson and Stabler go over to talk to Greg Spector, and Greg Spector brings out his side of the story, and then Greg was like. Bitch, what tells one white lie that I get canned, and Benson Stable asked him what happened, and he tells him his side of the story. He says that he caught Jason zooming in on women's cameras and stuff like that, though. And next thing you know, he had to tell um, he tell his Veronica and all that stuff, and um, and then next thing you know is that um, when Veronica fired when Veronica fired him though, he he was like. I ain't going out without a fight though, and something like that though. He was upset about it though, because he was. Greg says that Jason's supposed to be fired, not him though. And then he tells him that um, 
Veronica came by to get him reinstated and let him hear his side of the story, though. And uh, Greg was like, I, I heard that, that um, Jason Mayberry's not no pet anymore. And he throws garbage in, the sh- in some bin and all that stuff, though. So so here's something doesn't make something ain't right out around here. There's Jason Mayberry, right? That's a Mayberry. He's, a, he's like, was he a character from the movie? Um, well, no, character from the TV show called Andy Griffith show, Griffith show. Who knows though? So Jason turns out though, it's like um, I don't know. He he going around. He he catch. He he going around staring at women's asses, the woman's breasts like that. And then his co-worker come to the act. And then next thing he knows that that Jason's gonna tell his boss, make up a lie saying it was Greg did it. And then he got fired. I mean, I don't know, Gray, you know, Jason and Veronica, they were like this close or something like that. I don't know what you would call it, though. Okay, so, by the way, I forgot to mention earlier that the, um, the security guard mentioned something about her mother came by to see Jason Mayberry, and she was embarrassing him, something like that. And the security guard also tells Stapler that the that Jason's mom's a socialite, something like that, though. And speaking of socialites, though, let's go, let's go over to... Um, Jason's mother's house, and she lives in a mansion somewhere in New Jersey, something like that, though. And we're going to meet the special guest star, all right? Who's the um, actress who's playing um, Jason's mother, Grace Mayberry? I don't like cryptic conversations. They require a prevaricating nature, which I do not possess. So either you tell me what this is all about, or you can locate Jason using whatever means you have at your disposal. Oh, that happens to be Lois Lane herself, Margot Kidder. Yay! Yeah, you can remember her in the Superman franchise. You know, the one with Christopher Reeve? And she was in Superman 1, 2, 3, and 4. And, um... She was an actress, he appeared on television and all that stuff. I remember back in 1996 that she had like a mental breakdown, like she was cutting her hair and then she was hiding in the bushes. I mean, she had like um some bipolar issues and shit like that, though. You know, I had an ex-girlfriend who was bipolar, man, but I left her ass alone. So anyway, so I mean, she's Canadian, you know, and... um. I remember, um, you know, what happened was that she passed away uh, several years ago. I mean, she was like 69 and stuff like that. So, uh, rest in peace, um, Margot Kidder or something like that, though. I mean, she, I think it was um, she died of like um, alcohol-related something like that. But, I mean, but she was, I remember she was good in the Superman movies back in the 70s and 80s and something like that, though. I mean, yo, I mean... She played Lois Lane, man, like the black hair, and then she fell in love with Superman, and she already know, I know who, she already know knows Clark's identity as Superman and all that stuff. So, I mean, she could save with her and stuff like that, though. And yo, now, now, okay, this this time, okay, Miss Lois Lane herself, though, she plays um, Jason's mother, Grace Bayberry, and. Um, it, and then she, Grace, Mrs. Mayberry, lives in this mansion in New Jersey, and she's like a socialite and shit like that, though. So Benson and Stabler are there talking to Miss Lois Lane, 
right? And um, they wanted to ask her some some questions. And she was like, what was this about, though? And they tell her it was like a murder investigation. And then she didn't want to tell him anything like that, though. And then, and then they, they, they just wanted to talk to him. And then they just wanted to find him. And um, and Lois Lane was like, she doesn't like cryptic conversations. And, you know, some... And then next thing you know, the 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 best in the state was threatening her for uh, charging her with obstruction of justice or something like that, though. So, however, though she decides to get in and then tell where he is. So we cut to um, the the apartment building back in New York City, and it's actually is Jason's apartment in New York City, and then best in the state will knock on the door, and here he is. That's, that's Jason Mayberry. So we have another special guest star. So who the actor is playing Jason Mayberry? We're working on the Veronica Tandy murder. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I heard it's, it's awful. Do, do you know what happened? Well, we'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you mind if we step inside? Uh, well, it's, it's a mess. We don't mind. I do. Yeah, that happens to be uh, after Chad Lowe. Yay! Uh, uh, he was on um, this uh, TV series called Life Goes On back in the early 90s, and he played some kind of like an AIDS dude or something like that, though, Chad Lowe. And then he um, made a guest appearance on this episode. And check this out, though. He will happen to direct the season four finale. I think it was... Um, it has it, it on uh, SU back in 2003. I think it was, um, I forgot the name of it was though, but um, yeah, but he he directed the season four and finale of SVU and then and back in 2003, and he's doing directing ever since though. Jack Chad Lowe, man, I thought he was a boyfriend of that character, life goes on, but anyway, that's another story though. So, um, Bess and the Sabler visit Chase's apartment. They outside his apartment, and they, they want to come in and ask him a few questions. And um, he asked him, Jason was like, what's this about? And it's a murder investigation, and the Veronica is killed, something like that, though. And Jason already knows what this is about. And he mentions Greg Spector, saying that Greg Spector hated her. Hated her. And the Bess and the Sabler already spoke to Greg, though. So they so they they won't allow us a suspect. So they wanted to talk to him about Veronica's murder and they wanted to come in and ask him a few questions. And he tells them that his place is a mess and all that stuff. So they suggested him to come down to the station with them and all that stuff though. And um he at first though he felt uncomfortable coming with him and stuff like that though. And basically wanted him however though, he gave in, he was like, Okay. Anything for Veronica. So he decided to get his coat and comes with them to the precinct and all that stuff, though. Okay, now we in Craig's office, and Craig is there with somebody. So Betsy Sabler come in, and check this out. They meet Dr. Wong, man. Yo, now, who's the guy playing uh, Dr. Wong? The man who did this is extremely shy and frequently excited. He attacks women from behind with yoking and frottage. He graduated a rape and murder. Blitz attacks from behind are acts of concealment on shyness. Is your man bold? Do people notice him? Or is he humble? Eager to please? 
even shy. Alright, that happens to be the legendary BD Wong. Alright, that happens to be BD Wong, man. And if this is his first time in a recurring role as Dr. Wong, right? So now BD Wong, he was um on Oz back in the late 90s, and he played a priest. So um, and then after that, um he was in this AIDS movie called And the Band Played On. That was that was before Oz, right? And then then and then and then after that, um, and right now it recently the he he appeared on Mr. Robot and he's currently starring in the Comedy Central sitcom Aquafina is Nora from Queens. And I've seen that show a few times, you know, the Aquafina. I mean, she was like a rapper and now she blows, she's like a big movie star with this. It's called crazy rich ages and shit like that though. Hmm. Uh tell me, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be eating any more General Souls chicken, man, because I can't trust them Chinese foods. Hey, no offense, man. Sorry, Bruce Lee. Sorry, Jackie Chan. Mm, excuse me. Mm. Uh I, I said volcano about to rub up from my mouth. Now, okay, so the Benson and Benson uh, Detectives Benson and Sailor, they meet Dr. Wong in Prager's office. And um, they told him about Jason Bayberry who's in for questioning and all that stuff. And Dr. Wong suggests Stabler should do the interview alone. Alone, You know, Dr. Wong, he just came in uh, from the, he's alone for the FBI and all this stuff, though. He suggested that, he now he suggested that Stabler should interview Jason alone and leaving Olivia out of this. You know, you know what I'm saying, though? So, and then he tells him that he mentioned something that he uses, um, um, Yoking and frottage and stuff like that, though. And he, you know, you know the story. He tells him, and he, you know, he's he bold, is he shy, is he bold, he, he please, and all the stuff, though. But he's gonna be sticking around for a lot, though. So you know, Doctor Wong leaves um, the cricket's office, and then Mister says that she could do some other things and stuff like that, though. And then and they'll call her when they need her. So Benson left. Stabler tells um, Craig and that Dr. Wong just got here. So, and Craigan tells him that he wants a confession and he can walk, he can walk, he can walk anytime he wants. So, they see him in the Jason Mayberry in the conference room, Beta Black, Act Two. Saber comes in in the conference room, and Jason's sitting there drinking coffee. And Saber asks him, How's the coffee? And he says he doesn't like it. And Saber was like, you get around stuff like that though. You get used to it. So they're in conference room. And they start having this little conversation and stuff like that though. So um he asks him where uh, he's currently working at right now. And Jason tells Stabler that he works at Fortress Armor Cars. It's like a temp job. And um next thing you know is that um he was asking, um, he was just asking, uh, Stable is asking Jason about the thing with the uh, zooming on woman's presses and stuff like that. And Stable asked him, he's an ass man, something like that, though. And Mayberry strongly denies this, saying it was blames it on Greg Spector. And then Stable asked Jason why he quit. And, um, and, um, Jason tells him that he has been sexually harassed. And 
Samuel was like, who? And he tells him it was Veronica Tandy. What? That he quit his job because his boss was sexually harassing him and something like that, like sexual advances and stuff like that? It's something like an affair is going on around here. I don't even know what is going on here. So, and all right. So, uh, meanwhile, we outside squad room. Uh, Baraka's uh, husband comes in when he brings him with a box and stuff like that, though. And um, he talks to Olivia Benson that he got camcorder and stuff like that. The next thing he knows is that he gives her a card and um, he, and then. That's what was like, you know, I don't have time to do it. And he, he interrupts her, shouting her to read it. And uh, Captain Craig and Wong is looking on in the background, though. And um, she tells, she read this note saying about, this is I love you and all that stuff, though. And um, Veronica's husband tells Benson that she is not having an affair and just leaves, man. I mean, what was that about? This guy's so sad and emotional. I mean, he just lost his wife. And he doesn't even believe that, that she was cheating on him with another man and stuff like that, though. Okay, so meanwhile, we're later on, we're outside the police academy, and uh, Beth is talking to a sergeant over there. So, um, and then they have this little conversation and stuff like that, though. It's like, um, turns out that um, Benson is reading this um a couple of these paperwork and stuff like that and and Benson sees something say and asks the sergeant why are there like two layers of recommendation though and then you know and then the sergeant was like um one's uh one's uh one's a and one's this and that something like that though I don't know what it is though because um is it Veronica? This is a Veronica. This is a Veronica's uh, letter. Two letters. There was two letters of recommendation for Veronica Candy for him to work at Police Academy, though. And the sergeant mentioned something like that. That the um, the guy's probably like a secret squirrel or something like that, though. I don't know what it, what it is, though. So we back at the precinct right now, and um, Stabler is still talking to um, uh, Jason, and. Um, and then you know, and then and then Stabler mentioned something about victimology and all that stuff, though. So, um, and then next thing you know, is Jason starts talking about Lil because that um, she has this. I mean, is he mentioned something about Veronica saying that she she that he does favors for her, and then and she gives him coffee and takes him out to restaurants. It's like they would just. I mean, if Veronica loves this guy. That she's attracted to him or something like that though so she said that she don't want to she want he don't want to deal with her because I mean, she got a husband and kids though so you got you know he respects that and all that stuff though and then next thing you know is that um jason was uh was um uttering and he was like and then we and jason was saying that but that I mean, she told me that when I found out she was pregnant, or something like that. He uttered the word "pregnant" stuff like that, and Stabler was like, "How'd you know Veronica was pregnant?" And Jason says that she told me, and all that stuff. So he and however though, there is something else is going on about that. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Because I mean, he I mean he just um didn't want to deal with Veronica in the first place, so. 
Saban gets a beat. He comes outside um, the conference room and stuff like that, and um, Cabot, Craig, and Warren are there watching from outside, stuff like that, though. So Cabot was like, um, she 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 wants to she decides to let Jason walk, and Saban was like, "What you say?" And then you know, Sam was like, they don't have no evidence stuff like that, though. But Stabler, tell, Stabler tells him that Stabler tells him that Jason knew that Veronica was pregnant because I know he probably he, he, Stabler thinks that he's guilty to something. And Stabler thinks that he murdered her and stuff like that, though. So, however, though, Dr. Wong says that Jason hates women and he tells Stabler to get on his, get on his level and stuff like that, though. So Sabler comes back in the you know conference room and and Jason's like some bad news. And then Stabler comes and starts rolling up his sleeves and stuff like that though. And um he told him about his marriage. And Jason asked him how long was his marriage. He told him that Sabler tells him that he is 16 years and he got like four kids. And um somehow as Jason sits down, talks to Stabler, be on his level about relationships with women and stuff like that, which what you would call that stuff like that, though. So, however, though, I mean, Jason tells Stabler that Veronica was uh, was a bitch, <laughs> and what you know what Veronica, what Veronica did is she wrote a letter to the police academy saying that Jason wasn't fit, and then she told him Alessa that uh, if you if he tells Jason, if you sleep with me, I will fix it. And um Jason tells Stabler to, that she has to she to, to tell Stabler that Veronica wanted to meet him at the department store or something like that, though. The electronic store or something like that. I don't know what it is, something about that though. And he Jason though, he he admitted that he had a really sexual relationship with Veronica, but he wouldn't do it because I mean he got he got a wife and kids and then he and Jason says he oh, and uh, Jason says his husband is like a nice guy and he don't want he don't want to get involved with a married woman and stuff like that though so in fact so that's what it is though meanwhile though we at the um, Fortress Armored Cars and Bess is there and um, Nixie you knows that uh, she's. She's talking to like a boss over there at Armor Cars, and it's something like that um, about Jason Mayberry and stuff like that. Though. And, I mean, the Fortress Armor Cars is like a temporary job with Jason, and um, so they do want to do a little. They go to his locker, and yo, check this out though. Benson discovers surveillance photos of Veronica Tandy, and you can see her like uh, <laughs> her um, tits coming out. And all her stuff. I mean, yo, shoot, because because you know the boss mentioned something about uh Jason's secret girlfriend or something like that. Though he that um he want to brag about, and all of a sudden though he they discover surveillance photos of Veronica Tandy in his locker. I mean, yo, this guy stalking her and shit like that. I mean, that is some crazy stuff like that. Oh, yo, damn, damn. Oh my goodness! Now we're in um, Jason's apartment, and you know the cops are there, and you know forensic team is there, and the DVDs for DNA and shit like that, though. And Benson discovers 
whatever I mean, woman's garments inside Jason's closet, and a cop, another cop comes in, he finds like woman's panties and you know, condoms and stuff like that. And yo, check this out though. He also find bloody hatpins and one for different names and shit like that though. I mean, so that was like during, that was during the search warrant though. I mean, so Benson decides that says it says that uh, he used she that Jason uses the hatpins for practice, like attacking women, multiple multiple women and stuff like that though. So he asked, she messaged something about you know probably uh, something like that. I forgot the big word, something like that though. They, they got evidence that Jason is probably a suspect now. I mean, you know, bloody hat pins with different females' names on it. I mean, he attacked six, six victims and shit like that, though. Now, okay, so we back in um, the conference room. Stabler is there. He, he comes in pissed, upset, and stuff like that, though. Yo, and, and, he, and, and he tells Jason... You've been holding down on me, right? I've been treating you nice and, and I'm doing things for you. And now you treat me like a bitch. And then Jason's like, I want to go home. And next to you, and then next to you, you know, Sam was like mocking and, 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 and mocking him, saying, I want to go home. Like going like a retarded sound or something like that. So imitating him and shit like that. I want to go home. I want to go home. Got me, got me laughing and shit like that. Next thing you know, though, he takes out. Like surveillance photos of Ferrari get tandy and throws them at his face. And he said, You you've been telling everyone that that's your girlfriend and stuff like that? You a damn liar, man. And and then he didn't believe he he believes that he's lying because they Jason's Mr. Mayberry says that she harassed him. And right now he's telling everyone that's his girlfriend. No shit. <laughs> he throws surveillance photos and then Jason's got pissed off. He's like, I'm going home, man. I'm I don't want to hear this shit. Starts walking out. Oh, and then Sarah was like, fine, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, and go ahead. I'm telling you, you gonna tell me you're gonna go me. Yeah, you gonna go, you you know, press go, you're gonna be you're guilty. You're guilty. Yeah, and then the press go, how old are you or something like that, something like that. I mean, yo, so like Jason, he was like, What you should just shut the hell up and something like that. I mean, I don't wanna hear this. Jason goes out the door and Sarah was like shouting, You raped her, you Bro, yo, yo, you stabbed them, man. Yo, you gonna put the devil, blah, 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 blah. He just, Sable just shouting, try at Jason, and everyone started listening in. I don't see much of Finn in the background, and then, and then, Jason just gets mad, saying, Why are you picking on me, huh? huh? She ain't like that, though. He know, and Jason Sable is, I mean, no, Sable is going all about him. He knows he's guilty, saying, You raped her, right? You know her, right? Then then and then you know Jason was like she and Jason Rocco was gonna leave that man and then she, she got pregnant. I mean and, and then well that changed plans though. But Stabler is just forcing him to get a confession like you raped her, you stabbed her, you yoked her and all that stuff. You murdered your child, the yo though you Rocco's dead, the baby's dead, you killed them both. Shit, I mean, Sadler knows that, that that Jason is a damn killer, is a liar, liar. So, and and Jason was like, "I'm going to get my lawyer on this." So, Sable's like, "You're going to get a lawyer. That's going to make things worse. Just give me a confession, and then and, and, and then you'll be I'm going to go home." And then you know, next thing you know, um, he cut. You know, Jason Mayberry calms down, stuff like that. Though, meanwhile, back at his mother's house in New Jersey, yo. Benson confronts Lois Lane about 
uh, about 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 the leaving her clothing or blouse over there, something like that. No, no, no. Here's what happened though. Vincent comes in to talk to Miss Lois Lane herself, right? And then she asked her, "Is this your blouse?" And then puts her blouse on the table. She was like, "Yeah," something like that, though. And then Vincent asked her a couple of questions about um, about about what happened her her and Jason, though. And then Lois Lane comes up saying that you know some Jason doesn't like living here with her because it reminds me of his father. So I go over to visit him. We go out, we go to the theater, we go to the restaurant, stuff like that. And if I feel tired, then I'll just stay at his place, which is nothing, your business. And Bess was like, that apartment's too small. And he had one bed, I don't see a cot. I mean, she asked, he asked her where you where, where, where she sleeps. And next thing you know is, um, Next thing you know, that's, that's, um, the drive is particularly an hour. I mean, she don't have the time to drive home and stuff like that, though, because it's like, like an hour away. And then Bethany asked her what she'd done to her son. And then Lois Lane was like, I don't like your tone. You know, please get the fuck out. <laughs> so we back in Craig's office, and Wong and Craig, and they look at this little hat pins and stuff like that, though. How many attacks? I've got six pins here with corresponding complainants at locations around the city. I'll bet there may have been more than weren't reported. He may have reused the pins as he built the fantasy. Peekerism. The murder was peekeristic, and I just didn't see it. He derives excitement from stabbing women's flesh. Six victims walking in a crowd suddenly attacked from behind and stuck with hat pins in the buttocks and back. And not one could ID her attacker. It fits his profile. Oh, okay, they got this bank for Pickerism and something like that. That that turns out that Bayberry um, uses the pins to uh, attack his own victims. Six one with different names, all that though. As Pick it called this being t- pickerism and stuff like that though. Hmm. Yeah, they didn't even see that coming though. I mean, and so he back at the conference room and Sable asking him about the victims and asked Jason Jason about the victims he uh attacked with his hat pins and stuff like that. And um Jason was like, ah, I go home and shit like that though. So Benson comes in, he gives Stabler uh, files and something like that in the folder, something like that, though. And then Benson leaves the room, and then Stabler asked this one question. He asked Jason how long he's been sleeping with her, with her mother. And Jason was like, Yo, this interview is over, man. I mean, he gets up, goes to the base of the wall, bangs his head on the wall. He says, like, Yeah, what are you talking about? I mean, you use your sex release when you do sex on a brain, something like that, though. He denies sleeping with his, with his mother. And then Saber presses him hard and shit like that, saying that you were six years old, you know, you was doing it, and then next thing you know is that she had gave you your sexual spirit experience in puberty and stuff like that, though. And then Jason was like mad. He just like breaking down, like you just shut the hell up. And then next thing you know is just that the Stabler keeps pressuring him harder and harder about this question and stuff like that. 
And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Jason says yes. And then Nessie knows that he's sitting down on the floor. And then he starts getting all childish and shit like that. <laughs> Watch this. Oh, and he said, yo, check this out. I'm a dirty little boy. I can't keep my hands to myself. The lying boy. Don't look. Oh, look, look. Oh. Hmm? Don't touch. Touch me. Oh. Oh. Go away. Come, come, come here. No, no, no. Mm, babe, doesn't that feel so good? Mm, you're a good little boy. Oh, it turns out that Jason had sex with his mother. All right, all right, come on, all right. This incest, we're talking about incest right here. I mean. Yo, man, I'm telling you that Lois name is like a sick freak. I mean, she been raping her son, having sex with her son. I mean, yo, abusing him, stuff like that. Trying to, oh my God, trying to make her son be the husband and shit like that. Oh my goodness. Lois Lane. Imagine if Superman caught her in the yacht, Superman would be like, Lois, how could you? Oh, I love you and all this stuff. I mean, yo. And then you see, you know, Lois tries to seduce him, something like that. <laughs> Instead of like trying to stab him, next thing you know is that imagine Superman wanted to give her like a poison kiss, you know, make her unconscious or whatever, just like he did in Superman two. And then next thing you know is, I mean, Superman gives her like um, <laughs> a kiss and make her change her memory and stuff like that. And next thing you know is that he he decides to take her in. And Superman would be heartbroken, man. I mean, imagine if Lois Lane was doing, committing incest and shit like that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, <laughs> Lois Lane could be like a villain, like not Lex Luthor. I mean, like Lex Luthor and all that stuff. I mean, Superman would be heartbroken, man. He'd be... He'd be, he be losing his powers like kryptonite. Oh, we know better yet. What if Lois hey, gives, gives Superman kryptonite and give him a, like a piece of like a necklace, puts it around him, but the necklace turns out to be kryptonite. Superman gets weak, and then next thing you know, Lois rapes him or stabs him. I mean, yo, damn, I mean, I can't believe that Lois Lane is a damn freak and shit like that, though. Oh my goodness! So, <laughs> so anyway, um, and then we're at four, and uh, um, Stabler messing. They're taking Jason to to jail, something like that, though. And then Jason's lawyer is there, and here comes Lois Lane, and um, and Lawrence Lane asks her son, "What what happened? Well, what what do you tell him about me?" See, Jason doesn't say nothing, and then Lois Lane was like. You lied for your teeth, 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 did you? You are a lying, filthy bastard. And then next thing you know, the cops take him away. 
And Jason Lawyer says, don't say anything about that, though. So right now, Jason's being reigned in court, and um, the judge is there. We got a repeat of repeat of thunder. Who is that judge? Who's judge? I mean, who's that judge? I figured out who it was though. Who's that judge? Who's the actress playing the judge? Because of his trust as well as his mother's wealth, he has means and opportunity to flee. The defendant is charged with heinous crimes. The murder victim was seven weeks pregnant. Objection. That was a nice try, counselor. Don't do it again. My apologies. Bail is set at one million. Post or enjoy my hospitality. All right, that happens to be Doris Black, right? And she appeared in um, the season SVU season two episode, episode three episode episode three called um, Closure Part Two, and um, I don't know. She passed away several years ago. I mean, that's that's like a repeat offender, Doris Black. So anyway, we in the court though, and then Cabot tells them that about that, that um, Jason. Um, then he tells you that uh, Jason's victim, Veronica Tandy, was like eight weeks pregnant. And then the, and her, um, Jason's defense attorney says, objection. And the judge was like, nice try, Mrs. Cabot. Don't do it again. And somehow, you know, she, the judge decides to um, bail him, bail him for like $1,000 or something like that, though. And then his mother is going to represent him in a trial or something like that. Because, you know, her mother, though, she's rich and then uh, she has a... And then uh, Jason has a trust fund, so they rich socialize and shit like that, though. You know what I'm saying, like that, like a rich socialite, like um, Mrs. Jenner, Mrs. Bruce Jenner. Anyway, we outside the courtroom right now, and the cabbage talking to um, the defense attorney, stuff like that, though. And then, and it, it is something about the, that um, they didn't get a confession or whatchamacallit, something like that, though. And then. You know, Kevin's arguing with the lawyer about the, the confession that, um, and that Jason was free anytime he goes. But hey, so, however, though, the defense attorney gets Kevin a letter telling him to see you in the court, though. So, a couple of days later, we got a motion hearing. And um, next thing he knows is that um, Jason is there and say that he killed a woman and shit like that. He, he killed Veronica Tabby, like, um, Stabbing her, raping her, stuff like that with a knife and stuff like that. Though, a big we talk about the now that, that knife though is probably like two inches wide and eight inches deep though. So the knife is evidence that he stabbed them Veronica to death. So whoever though the the judge decides the other judge, so he decides that um, the, the, the confession is out because they did. It turns out that that, that um. He decides to throw the confession. The judge decides to throw the confession away, and we back at the squad room. And Sable is there arguing with with uh, Cabot and Craig and stuff like that, though. And he Sable claims that we didn't force him to give a question. We didn't force him to say anything like that, though. And Craig was backing up Sable, saying that he did a good job getting the confession from Jason. So, however, though, I mean, next thing you know is that we. However, though we are trying to right now that now nowadays is Jason is free right now though. So, however though, Doctor Wong says something, saying that that he's back home. Doctor Wong is back home with his mother, and Doctor Wong also mentions that Lois Lane made put made a loving husband out of her son, and then 
every time when there's a crisis, so he goes back home to her or something like that, though. And he knows that the weapons is still there, something like that, though. So, and then Wong says that Jason's knife represents his penis. It's indisposable. So, <laughs> Dr. Wong has some intelligent thoughts going on around here, right? So, I mean, so, I mean, I mean, his mother has something to do with the, his son stabbing, attacking his victims and stuff like that, though. I mean, especially murdering Veronica because Jason wanted to end the affair. Veronica did it, and then Veronica was frightened and all that stuff. So, I don't know what it is. So, we in this, um, we, 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 okay, Cabin is talking to a, prosec- a prosecutor somewhere in Jersey, something like that, though. And um, Stabler is there, and um, turns out that um, Jason's mother persuaded him to murder woman, you know, including Veronica, something like that, though. Because, you know, every time when there's a crisis, though, he goes back home to her. And then so, just, so Cabot wants like a warrant, a search warrant, you know, go after Jason and his mom and anything like that, though. And the guy was like, um, all right, so. I'll get some friends, you know. They're all part of the fraternal order, though. Let's see what we can do, though. At first, you no. Know, at first, he didn't want to do it and stuff like that, though. So, all right, we're outside the um, the Mayberry's mansion, and Bess and Saber arrive with a couple other cops. They got a search warrant. They go inside the house, and they go to the living room, and then Bess and Saber go upstairs looking for find the rooms. And yo, check this out. They they enter the bedroom. They see. Jason and his mama Lois Lane butt naked. Yo, shit, yo. He he stabbed his mama to death after he had sex with her. And his face like all bloody and shit. And yo, the knife is right there on the table. And then next thing you know, he turns around and tells the cops, I already told my mother. I already told you I'm not a little boy anymore. Oh shit! And he moved the blood on his face and shit like that. And next thing you know, Ada Black end the episode. Hey, that was—I mean, how you tell you—that was crazy right there, though. I, <laughs> so that's a good episode. I mean, that was that was like an unexpected twist coming. I mean, who never knows that Lois Lane is doing incest? Yo, and that's and that's the end of the episode. Now, um, here is a twist going on right here. You know, the story started with um, a woman was found in the pier. She was probably raped and stabbed to death, though, by her um, and her, you know, her co-workers. And uh, they had, like, a affair. I mean, she was married and all that stuff, though. Next thing you know is that, though, it all, the, the investigation leads them to the mom. So... The twist is right here is, is when Mama was having, oh no, Lord Lane was having incest with her son as persuade him to kill and all that stuff. I mean, he had his pregnant co-worker and, who, and, woman, and the co-worker, you know, she cheats her husband's view of this guy. I mean, how twisted is that, though? And haven't you noticed that Dr. Wong looked different in the episode? I mean, this is his first appearance as Dr. Wong, but, yo, check this out. 
the dude, man, he got hair combed down and he had glasses and he like like a mustache or a beard or a goatee. But yo. But I mean somehow somehow in the next episode though, we we're gonna see Dr. Warren the way he is, though. I mean I mean this is his first appearance. I mean, they probably shot that out of sequence. I don't know what it is though. Excuse me. And I also heard on the episode saying that um, Neil Barrett, um, does you know the showrunner at that time though, he wanted to do a reshoot because, and he I was listening to it with one of them podcasts and then Neil Barrett had he was is being interviewed saying that that they had like to work on this controversial scene and all that stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. So. They decided to do reshoots and reshoots and all that stuff, and then they say in, uh, the original one that the guy had a t-shirt, but the I mean the ending scene was like so gruesome and all that stuff though. I mean, I'm not a little boy anymore. So, and speaking about Neil Bear though, I want to get a chance to interview him on my show, and I want and then I want to ask him like a few questions about certain episodes and stuff like that though. And I also want to ask him how did uh, he came in and changed, uh, you know, the format, not the format, the direction of the show is going on right here. So, you know, Lord and Order is the 23rd season. So I'm going to go give it at that, though. So, and I've been saying this for the past few weeks, man. I wanted to interview Neil Barrett, but nobody wanted to care. But, hey, come on. Yeah, I'm not as popular as it is, though. I mean, yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a black guy living in the projects. <laughs> All right. So right now, I'm just saying there's been a lot, a lot of death out there in the world. So you lost like a couple entertainers. I mean, we had like uh, Betty White, then we lost Bob Saget, and then um, James and Tooney from the R.B. Group of Tumay and Peter Bogdanovich. Though I mean. People are like dropping dead like flies. I mean, people like celebrities that we know or stuff like that, though. Yeah. So all we gotta do is just pray, eat the right foods, and uh, do the right thing, just like Spike Lee said, and everything will be all right. All right. So uh, and with that though, my I've got to go right now. This is my one man show. So I just want to thank y'all for listening in, and I'll be back with a new show next week. All right, Lord, a twisted. A Law and Order SVU podcast is produced, written, directed by me, or something like that, though, and edited by myself. And so I wish I had, like, another person to help me with it, you know, discuss about the show, because I don't want to leave y'all people bored and all that stuff, though. I we, I just want here to have some fun. I mean, I'm not like Penny Stocky the Clown, Penny Stocky the Clown and shit like that, or, or Freddy Krueger. Or Friday um, from the Nightmare on Elm Street, or Jason from Friday the Thirteenth. Though I'm just a big old gorilla, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> all right. So, I right, I'm just wanting y'all thank you for listening to Twisted, the Lord or SV podcast, and you can hear us on Spotify or WordPress, right? And um, we're on every Monday. So, this is a program has been recorded from my house. Right, good night.